Vicious. And welcome to New York Talk. This is our podcast. We have uh, a review and a preview show that I choose again, uh, which is what we like. So we're going to look back at Saturday afternoon's uh, action uh, and look ahead to Wimbledon going to New York Stadium on Tuesday night, uh, which will uh, hopefully cheer us up from where we are now. Um, you have interviewers tonight. You have Mick and Danny, and obviously myself. Hello. 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 Good evening, everybody. Um, so we are streaming live on YouTube, so anyone wants to questions you want to put in, whatever, just send them through and we'll go through some of them, uh, or all of them, let's, let's see how it goes, Ian Bradley's showing us already, saying hello, hello, hey. nice to have you on yeah. board. Um, where to start? Where to start? <laughs> um, let's start, we've got an email, Steve has emailed us again, uh, Steve was only emailed us in last week about the height advantages and uh, he's had another look through the stats from yesterday and it feels like pointing out the obvious, but it, it's important stats to back up what is an important point. He looked to our shooting our shooting statistics from yesterday um, and pointed out that our, our, statistics, our shot accuracy yesterday was 17%. Uh, from 23 shots, 17% shot accuracy. Um, the league average yesterday, so Saturday afternoon, was somewhere between 25 and 30%. If we had hit the average... Steve says would have had seven extra shots on target, and you're going to score with an extra. If it's an extra seven shots, you are going to score with one of them. Yeah, more than likely. Um, that's that. That stat almost tells the entire story of the game, Danny. Hit the target, you find the back of the net. Yeah, and it proper puts emphasis on uh, Freddie's chance before Crew's penalty. Mm. I mean. I've said it. I said it before in past podcasts. I'm sat directly in line with that goal, and I screamed at him last time. You're meant to be a striker. It hit the target, and he's done it again. You know, I mean, well, like I say, seventeen percent shot accuracy is not the best for a team that's gunning for a top place in this league. I mean, mm. I mean, for the whole game, it's, it's it was more or less one way traffic against Crew. I mean, Crew had probably two or three. Like major chances, if you like, before their penalty, and just in the first half alone, we could have been four nil up if we'd have hit the target and took our chances. And I think that is not a not a major issue at the minute because we're only nine games in. But it seems to be a developing issue that yeah, we're doing what Paul Warren says: we need to shoot more, but we need to shoot between the posts more at the same time. You know, mm. but yeah, like you say, seventeen percent shot accuracy in a game that. No disrespect to crew, we should really be winning. Uh, isn't the best, is it? <laughs> no, no, and it's not like you can accept it, Mick. You know, if if we've got Asmir Begovic doing his world class saves or Ali Labsi or mm. something like that, you can accept that you could accept you almost accept the result if their keepers had an absolute stunner of a game. It's much more difficult to accept that we just didn't hit the target. And to be fair, the shots we did hit the target with. They were straight out keepers throw. We never, we never, it was never really tested the keeper, was it? For, I don't think it was anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking for some sort of positive 
Um, I think, and it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the stats were for last season for, for Rotherham on that basis, because I, I, I'm damn sure that the, the number of efforts on at goal, i.e. either on, the, on goal or in the general direction of, um, were much, much lower. Um, and maybe the percentage of shots on target was higher. However, we're having attempts on goal, and, and that's got to be a positive thing. It's it's got to be obviously because sooner or later they're going to go in. Um, I'm 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 reaching here. I'm reaching. We, we've got to be in target. And and I mean, yeah, the the, the sort of elephant in the room, uh, and it's already been alluded to by Danny is is this is the miss of Freddie, that Freddie Freddie Adam. Um, I think I will we'll come on to it. I will come on to it. I'm sure as we uh, as we as we progress through this, because I, yes. I know there's a few comments coming in already about uh, about that subject. So it's something I'm sure we'll cover. Yeah, substitutes a big one. Um, I love the IOFC on Twitter where it says, "Win the game, good substitutes. Don't win the game, bad substitutes." We will come on to that because I've I've got some strong opinions on the substitutions. Um, but we'll come on to it. AJ Miller's with us on YouTube as well. Thank you very much for being with us. Uh, he says where to start Dapo. He's not a massive fan of Lepper. Can't deal with him in a team any longer. John C. This is the only thing Freddie, Freddie's going to be remembered for is the winner against Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, it's not a bad thing to be remembered for, but you are you are sort of right that you do need to... We will want, do want to see more. Um, so, um, Adrak, I've probably said that wrong, so apologies. Uh, he said before, they're trying to hit the ball around the world instead of picking your spot. That was the issue with a couple of chances yesterday. Um, Greg had a chance, uh, it, it didn't go in. Um, let's talk about some positives because Stanny, let's and football. This is not how football works, and you know, forgive us for sort of playing playing Dell's advocate. If you take away the goals, we were excellent. Yeah, I mean, we were excellent going forward. I mean, crew had very little to offer, like I said uh, earlier on, but some of our passing movement in midfield was exceptional. Um, because I've just been reviewing my own vlog footage before coming live on here. And some of the passing moves have been amazing. Like Some of the balls out wide to Chio and to Ladji, the way they've been spayed out by Barlazer and Rathburn have been exceptional. And if we can play that well in midfield, it just needs to be backed up by the people in the box, really. Um, I saw a few people saying that Chio looked a little, little bit scared to take people on. Yesterday, completely disagree with that. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> in front of the, of the North stand... That oh, I can't remember what number he was, but that player we were marking him, he were having a terrible time because <laughs> every time he went to go past him, sometimes he got ball, fair enough, but other times Chio's just gone round him like he's not there. Mm. Um, another exceptional performance by Rathburn, and he's picked up a goal, which is brilliant. Uh, Barlazer was on top form again, all right, fair enough. He lost the ball a couple of times, but you know, you're doing football, and uh, and Wales was quite good, other than the one chance he missed right at the end. Yeah, I, I, tried I to argue it, didn't he? Yeah, he, he needed to wait for it. It was just too eager to attack. Yeah, him. it's like it's like hit it with Crestry's head instead of his forehead, yeah. uh, which you know that could have won us the game. Uh, and I'm sure people would have been on the pitch if that had won us the game. <laughs> but but yeah, like like you say, take take away the goals and take away the the soft penalty that Crew won. It, it was a penalty, but it were a soft one. Hmm. You know, but take them away and we've played them off the pitch, really. It's just like we've said before, take a chances and we could have put a lot more past them. But we haven't and we've drawn 1-1. One, one, so there you go. That's football, isn't it? You can play the best You can play the best that you've ever played in the season and you can still draw 1-1. One, one. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Chio for a minute because I have I'm the same as Danny. I've seen a little bit of criticism from him yesterday, Mick, and I don't get it. I thought Chio was outstanding. There was that moment in the Danny mentions right there about people saying he was scared to take players on. There was a moment in the first half where he literally danced past three players. One of the best bits of skills we've seen in years from a Rotherham player, which nearly which nearly came to something. Chill was one of the one of the players that was exceptional for me yesterday. That that move you're talking about with Tony Towner-esque, it was just absolutely stunning. Um, when it comes to criticism of players, in the main, I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I can't even try and comprehend how somebody could criticise the way Chill played yesterday. I don't. I can't. I'm sorry, but. You know, I just, I just didn't see. It. I don't understand. So you're probably, you're probably coming to the wrong person asking the question, really, because it's just, it's bizarre. It's bizarre, and I know, I know, I get that everybody sees the game differently. Everybody has a different opinion and a different view how, how, how things sort of pan out during the course of the game. But things like that are not really a matter of opinion, other than a matter of fact. And and he was just, he, he just. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know why people find it necessary to to criticise something that is so obviously not worthy of criticism. It's bizarre. It's like doing it for the sake of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, You mentioned, Danny mentioned Rathbone there, Mick. Let's give Rathbone all the credits he deserves because it was another superb performance. And he only scored because of the type of player he is, because he's just willing to run and work hard. That's the only reason he got his goal, because of hard work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's exactly what it was. And, and it was a cool, calm finish as well. Uh, took it well. And, and and it's great. It's great to see that he's now, he's, he's got his first one under his belt. And hopefully he'll, he'll go from strength to strength. That midfield were exceptional yesterday. I mean, Dan Barley, how that man is playing for us is just <laughs> utterly beyond me. Some of the passes that he played yesterday were top level Premier League uh, class. That 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 lad is just far far too good for League One, uh, far too good. Um, and, and in terms of Oli Rathbone, like you say, he has the potential to be in that same a similar sort of uh, level uh, for a different reason. You know, just because of the work rate and his ability to close the ball down, um, and he adds a massive massive boost to that that press. That the way that we press, we uh, press the ball. So yeah, he had a great game, and, and justifiably got man of the match um, from sponsors, and didn't get booed either, which is great. That's that's another bonus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned Ben Wiles a minute ago, Danny. Um, I think he, I thought he carried on his performance from Bolton. I thought I, th- I thought I do think he tailed off towards the end of the game. Everybody did. Um, and he gave the ball away once or twice, but again. Was seeing the best of him, Wiles. I thought I thought he were brilliant. All the midfield three were, but I thought he were fantastic. Yeah, like I say, he's definitely carried on uh, his performance from Bolton, and he's taken confidence from that, which anyone should really. Um, there was one shot that he had from about 20, 25 yards out that I haven't seen on the highlights, which is a bit disappointing because it like scrapes the top at crossbar, and I'm sure it's took a bit of paint off it. <laughs> um, and it's and it's like if he just scored that, that would have been a proper uh, follow-up from Bolton, you know, because he scored one similar and then he scored one potentially against Crew, but didn't go in. Um, but I think the only reason he tailed off towards the end of the game was because he got a, a dead leg mm. and and he just didn't want to run as fast, you know, because obviously he's pick up, picked up an injury. 
Um, but if it wasn't for Matic's injury, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a little bit, I think Wales would have gone off with the dead leg and spared him for Tuesday. Um, but yeah, another exceptional performance from Ben Wiles. He's really come on leaps and bounds since his performance against Bolton. Um, well, again, yeah, from, from the performance against Bolton, sorry. And I really hope he carries it on. If He might not start Tuesday because of the dead leg, but we'll see how he is. But I hope he really kicks on because he could be probably one of our best midfielders, if not the best midfielder this season, if he just keeps building on the Bolton performance. Yeah, it's difficult to change that midfield, Mick. It's, it's going to be really difficult for Paul Warren, injuries permitting. There's no reason. That the midfield's not why we didn't win the game. They did no. everything they were meant to do. There's other other, other issues we're going to go on to, but it's, it's just one of the positive signs is that midfield is superb. They complement each other. All three of those players yeah. complement each other really well. I think the only way it's going to going to change at the moment is, is like you said, through injury. Um, and, and Ben Wiles, I don't know what the, the, the current status is in terms of, of this dead leg that he got. And whether it's going to going to put him in danger for Tuesday, but you know if it does, we'll just bring Jamie Lindsay in. Yeah, you know, job done, isn't it? You know, so um, so yeah, it, it was excellent, excellent, mm. Wilesy. Yeah. yeah, it was. Let's go through some more uh, questions on comments on the uh, comments. Obviously, uh, Ian Bradley thinks the kick stays on. He thinks it goes two nil. Um, he thinks it was such a disaster class. I say, we'll come on to it. I think we'll disaster class it. is a bit strong, Ian, but <laughs> yeah, I see, I see where you're coming from. Um, we're going to get chances that nearly went in. He's going to get that goal. Yeah, I agree with Adrian Miller on that one. I think I think it's coming. Uh, we agree, but again, we're going to talk about that in a little more detail. And Bradley, apart from the finishing, it was one of the best performances of the season. I think that's probably a fair comment. Yeah. Um, it's just Alexandra fans acknowledge they were incredibly fortunate. seen that a few times. They yeah. were all quite positive and complimentary of us, which... I'd prefer to have won one nil and them haters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Adrak says Rag- Rathbone is another raggy. John Goodwin, probably doesn't know, uh, with Barlazer uh, at his side instead of the great Tony Grealish back in the day. Um, let's talk about the crew, Alexander, briefly because I don't want to talk about cover a subject too much. But they were very, very happy with the point, Danny. They were for minute one time wasting and. It's frustrating. I get it because we're better than them, but it is still frustrating to play against. Yeah, and like I say, their keeper got booked for time wasting in the first half, and uh, mm-hmm. and I said to one at lads who sits next to me, "You can tell you're doing something right if the keeper's time wasting in the first half." Yeah. Uh, a couple of their players went down with cramp as well in the first half, so you could say we've just rung and ragged after 30 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and then the second half they did more of the same. And all right, fair enough. Rathbun's goal did come from a mistake from their defender, but Rathbun caused the mistake mm-hmm. by, like you said earlier, being the player that he is, just, just running straight through like a steam train, <laughs> wins the ball and scores. Um, but yeah, I, I think Crew they weren't like overly awful because that's disrespectful to them, but we just ran them ragged. They just, mm-hmm. they just weren't up to par with our intensity. And like, um, like I said on our um, scout report, before just before this one, they are a bit of a mess. But to say we know the mess that they're in, they played okay. You know, against one of the the, the big cheesers, if you like. But they've played really well. We've just run off the pitch. That's it. Yeah. After the game, I was I was very very cross. I I think I said to Mick, I think they're the worst team we've seen this season. That we'll see this season. I think I was a bit over the top on that one. I think I was a bit <laughs> like, across about the result. Um, but. 
they've got a lot. They know last if you haven't watched the scouting report from last week, then they've got problems. You know, in terms of late recruitment, not not because of their own fault, mm. um, but they stayed in the game and got their got their goal uh, undeserved equaliser. Let's talk about substitutions. There um, we go. I'll, I'll run through the three substitutions and then we can we can go from there. Uh, the Matic one is obvious. He was injured. Uh, turns out a, I thought it was his back. It turns out it's Achilles, uh, which is an issue. He brought Wes Harding on. Wes Harding has played nearly all the season as a left-sided centre-back, whereas the Hickway has played all season as a right-sided centre-back. So for me, that's perfectly that's normal. That's the right substitution to make. You could say Harden's made some mistakes, but he's that's not a Hickway's position. So for me, that's the right call. Um, the bowler one... When I saw the tweet from Paul Davis saying it was tactical, I almost replied saying I couldn't work out that didn't make sense to me. But again, looking back and having some time, Ferguson was superb in that second half. Mm. And listen to Paul Warren, it was it wasn't about defensively, it was to get us further up the pitch. And Ferguson did that. Ferguson did his job perfectly. So again, substitution number two for me, spot on. No problems with that at all. Substitution number three is the one that's caused the most controversy. Uh, Will Grigg. I had to come off. I said to I said to you, Mick, literally five minutes before it came off. Will yeah. Griggs is is lag, lagging. You could see his intensity in terms of running the ball down had stopped. He he had to come off. He could he, could, he couldn't keep up. If he's not going to do the chasing, then take him off. That's the right call. Freddie, this is where it goes. this. For me, at the time, I would have brought Freddie on. With hindsight, it maybe should have brought Coyote on, or even Sadler. To be fair. But this is this is with this is with the hindsight glasses on, Mick. For me, in the moment, I didn't have a problem with any of those, other than last the bowler one, which I've since come to realise was a decent decision. They're all everybody's losing the hindsight to say they were crap substitutions. In the moment, I can see the sense in all of them. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. But you've got to rely on the players that you bring on doing the job that they're supposed to do, um, and and. We'll come on to Wes Harding, I'm sure, because we need to talk about the penalty. So we'll, we'll just leave that one to one side for the moment. Um, Shim, uh, Ferguson did exactly what you would expect him to do. Did really, really well. You said to me as Freddie came on, this is Freddie's chance. This is Freddie's opportunity now to show what he's made of. And he didn't do it. He did it for about a minute. <laughs> it, it, let's be fair. Yeah. He did an absolute bare minimum you expect from a football player of any ability level is 100% effort and you never, ever get that off Freddie. And, and it's the bare minimum standard. And I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's his personality, whether he doesn't want to be here, whether that's just how he... I don't, I don't know what it is, but we're not getting it. There was an opportunity to chase a ball down to what... I think before the penalty, it might have been just after. I can't remember when it went, but but... He just Drafter. didn't do it. He didn't chase Absolutely. it down. It mm. didn't close it down. And it just jogged, jogged across to it. And it's it's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable when the, 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 the nine other outfield players are running themselves ragged. It's not acceptable. Um, I, for me, I think his time with the club's coming to an end. I don't think he's got what it takes to and and I'm, I know I suppose I'm being critical. I don't want to sound critical. I don't want to sound like I'm having a pop at him. It's just the way he is. That's how he is, um, and and he's just not got the work ethic required to be a part of this team for me. And on top of that, 
his finishing is um, intermittent, shall we say. You know, sometimes he'll pop up with a stunner like he did against Piggies. Sometimes he'll miss one off six in from six inches like he's done on a number of occasions. I, I, you can accept that up to a point, you know what I mean? That's just football. That's how it is. Um, but if you were putting the work in as well, it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, you could forgive him those those misses. But now, I, I, I'm sorry. It's just that, that's my view. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just my view. I don't think he's got that work ethic, and 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 I think yesterday of all the games that he's he's come on as a substitute, yesterday was the time that we needed it. You know, he's replaced a player who hadn't played for a full season, who's ran himself into ground. And, and Freddie's as fit as they come. You know, he's had a full pre-season. He's, he's not really been tested this season in terms of, you know, a long-running team. And he comes on and wanders about. Not good enough. Not acceptable for me. Yeah. The frustrating thing is you watch Greg and then you think, right, if Freddie's spent 80 minutes watching that, 75 minutes watching that, why can't Freddie do that? Um, in, in terms of the work rate, obviously, don't miss chances like Greg. Um, on the substitutions, Danny, what were your thoughts on the substitutions at the time? Were you negative about them, positive? For me, they weren't obvious. You know, when Rathbone came off of the week into the Wilds, that was a terrible substitution at the time, and with hindsight, it was still terrible. What were your thoughts on this week's ones? Um, the other one that really surprised me was um, Harding coming on for Matic, but like I say, in hindsight, we know it's his Achilles that's gone. Like mm. I, I, th I thought he's he's uh, he's already trying to do what he did against Bolton. Um, but if it's a if it's an injury to Matic, then I understand Harding coming on. Um, even though Harding is a naturally right-sided player, he has done a job on the left side. Fair enough. But I think in that spur of the moment, if we'd have had Angus McDonald, he would have brought McDonald on instead of Harding. But because Angus isn't at full fitness yet, that's why it's had to have been Harding. And like, and like you say, Ekwe is a right-sided player as well, so that's probably why I did bring him on, him on as well. Um, with the Boller substitution, like one said, it was tactical. Yeah, I understand that, and Fergie did put a shift in. But I think that's because he has taken on board the role from Ethos that we want you to effectively run your send ragged for 90 minutes, like proper old-school, of old-fashioned football, where you go out, give everything, leave it on the pitch and go out. That, that seems to be our club ethos. You need to be an hard worker for the fans to like you. And Ferguson's like that. He's uh, carried the torch from Boller coming off, who I don't think is still capable of doing consecutive 90 minutes. No fault of his own. It's just probably the intensity of, of what he's been used to at Arsenal in the 23s. Uh, so I can understand that one. And at the time as well, it's like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, and like you said, the Ladipo one, I understand. I understood that at the time as well. Like Griggs starting to blow a little bit. We need to bring another forward on because we needed that second goal. I thought we were st we were still after it a little bit, but when Ladipo came on, we sort of dropped off a little bit. Mm. Um, and when he came on, he did a really fast, really fast sprint towards the ball. And I jokingly said to my mate, that's fastest to run all game. And it turned out to be right. Because <laughs> um, Freddie's one of them players where he's a very high-intensity player, but he doesn't do it over a long spell. Mm. Like with, like with Chio and Rathbone, the high-intensity players, but they can keep going. You know, they're just, they're just like engines. They just keep going. Whereas Freddie does his explosive run and then he has to like take a breather, potentially, or um, 
or just like calm down a little bit. Um, he is capable of just drifting to the box and creating chances like he did with um, with the effort. All right, fair enough, he skied it when he should have scored it. Um, but if you watch the replay, the ball, he sort of like drifts, he's like out wide of the box, and the ball goes out wide to Chio, and then just sort of, he's had his, got his arms up in air saying play it to me, mm. and just sort of ghosts in behind the defenders, which really is what you want to... Yeah, which is what you want to see from a striker. The thing you don't want to see is the striker spaying it over from two yards. Um, yeah. And then, like Mick said, with the run right at the end, when the ball's come back down that end, if you're at 1-1 in whatever minute it was, like 92, 93, and you've come on as a substitute, so you're, you're full of energy, you should be sprinting after that ball because it's like, right, we need to win this now. We need to get another goal back, not just trot after the ball. And a lot of fans were very upset with that, and me as well, you know. So, I, you couple I, that though, Danny, with the fact that he's just watched Ollie Rathbone yeah, exactly. chase somebody down, take the ball off him and score. Exactly. Like, why can't he be thinking, oh, he's done that? Why can't yeah. I go and do mm-hmm. that? But yeah, I mean, at the time, the substitute seemed right. But with hindsight, two of them were maybe a bit, yeah, especially the Freddie one. Um, but like you've said, that was probably his chance to try and get back in the team. Like we, we don't know what he's like in training. He could be exceptional in training. But in terms of how he's in games, I would give him a spell out. I'd bring Coyote in on Tuesday and give him a spell out, going, you need to be better, earn your shirt back. Yeah, and it's also, we, we seem to have to play up to him. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to go as a Freddie hating episode. It's not what we're doing. No. We'll just talk about what happened. It's but, constructive so what, criticism. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> when we've done the, we've done this all the time. When we go down to ten men after the after it goes to one one, for me in my simple footballing brain, you want to put Michael Smith up top. So if you go long, he can hold the ball up, and Rathbone, Barlaz, or whatever can run on because so he can hold the ball up. But we can't do that because we can't put Freddie on wing because you can't trust Freddie to do dog work and get back. So that means we've got to stick Smithy out wing, mm. which means it's a waste of time putting Smithy out there because he's not quick. He's not going to take a play. Well, good defensive duo is fine, but he'll not do anything anything attacking. And then when the ball does go to Freddie, he's not going to win header because he's Freddie. He's not going to hold it up because he's Freddie. That's not what he does. That's not a criticism. That's just not his job. But that, we're, ha- we're having to, because of his work rate, we can't put him where we need to put him in that circumstance. And it's really frustrating. It's not the first time we've done it, Mick. In those circumstances, Smith has got to be the centre man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and it's just, I, I'm, I, I, I will not, I don't want to criticise Paul Warren at all. But I think on this one, he's got it. He has got it wrong. I think he likes Freddie and I think he can see what Freddie's capable of. And he's, he's given him as many chances as he possibly can to, to, to prove it. And Freddie's not taking those chances. That's my view. Um, because he's just not got that work ethic. Yeah. Um, so in conclusion, substitutions could have been wrong. As it, as it turns out, they were wrong. But the way that some people have reacted on social media, saying oh, the disaster, yeah, but... they, they're not. It's football. Sometimes substitutions work. Sometimes they don't. There was logic in all of them. Yeah. It wasn't like I say. It wasn't Rathbone off when Wiles they were having a sticker a few weeks ago. That's definitely not what it was. Chill about substitutions. Chill. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we see Kurd next time. Now we've seen that from Freddie. For me, it's Kurd's turn next time. Let's see. Mm. Um, let's go through a few comments. Um, apparently, Pilgrims fans called Freddie lazy. I do recall that when we first signed him. Um, Still scored against was, him, though. 
We still score against him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if he, if he scores that goal, we forget about everything. That that's the that's the life of a striker. But that's the risk you take if you don't work hard. You've then got to got to got to score. Whereas I'm not convinced we do, Matt. I'm not convinced we do forget about it. We because everybody else is just everybody else is towing the bag out, you know, and 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 it's just not happening with him. Okay, I didn't know that one either. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> um, Mick uh, Ian Bradley says Mick intermittent is genius in his understatement. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I couldn't think of that word, Ian. <laughs> um, Ardock says that everybody can see the issues with uh, with Freddie except Paul Warren. Uh, Ian Bradley mentions that we need Angus McDonald, like you so mentioned, Danny. We need Angus McDonald back as soon as possible. We do. That's just we. Where's that? Where's that now suspended? Um, Carl Scott, let's talk about Will Grigg. I'd rather have Grigg ring on empty, hardly moving, uh, than Freddie coming on. Fred simply isn't bothered. Glad simply isn't bothered on Freddie. That's what Carl Scott thinks. Um, again, talk about players having really good games, Danny. Will Grigg did everything but put the ball in the back of the net. I thought it was everywhere. He was willing to shoot. It didn't look like, it didn't look like a lack of confidence. He was trying really, really hard. I was, I was really pleased with his overall performance. Yeah, and he very nearly scored uh, up the other end. His uh, shot was on the outside of the top right corner, so we were very close. And uh, he had a chance in front of our fans as well, which, by the way, I'm taking credit for, because I said to him, come on, Griggy, we need to score this one, and he was that, that far away. So I'm taking credit for that one. Um, but yeah, as soon as Will Grigg gets a goal in the league, I think he'll just take off. I mean, he seems to be doing the job differently than what he did at MK Dons when he went on loan, because he seems to have got his four at once and then sort of drifted off. Mm. Whereas with us, he's got a goal in the cup, uh, but he's not got a goal in the league uh, in the league yet. But he's sort of like building up to it, you know. Like, mm. I, I, I don't I don't know how to explain it properly, but you know what I mean. Like, he's sort of like he's on like a slow boil in terms of getting his first league goal. But I think when he'll get it, he'll he'll go off and score quite a few mm. for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think I probably agree with that. Uh, you can see the quality there, Mick. It is definitely there. You can see how he's scored loads of goals. And it is just... A couple of medals were just straight at the keeper. Anywhere yeah. else, and he's got a couple of goals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and Freddie must be just absolutely devastated because he's doing... He's, he's, he's showing Freddie up again. You know, but without Freddie even playing because because of his work rate, you know, he's back defending, he's back, he's, he's, he's just all over the place um, and, and he's involved in just about everything in the opposition box as well, whether it be a, a run, whether it be taking a defender away, whether it be actually having the shot, he's, he's involved in almost everything um, and it will come, it will come um, and, and, then, and then we can kick on. Um, you can't carry on playing the way that we're playing this season and not start scoring goals it's just it's not going to happen it is not going to happen That'd we're not going to be having this conversation in march april time saying oh we've missed another app full of chances it's just not going to happen because the teams progress you know teams start to play together they develop as a, as a team as a unit um and and the, the number of you look at that expected goals uh table which i'm not a massive fan of i'll be honest um, in terms of how much it actually tells you, other than the fact that you are creating chances. But on top of that, we've now got goal scorers in the team, which we didn't have last season. Mm. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Craig W says, couldn't Bowler have gone to left centre-back? Harding has been crucially caught out on the wrong side of attackers twice in recent games and then got the hook out yesterday. I sort of see what you're saying. I, I, my opinion would be is that Harding is already third choice left side of centre-back. You've got Angus Middle, Joe Matic, Wes Harding. So we are already having to put somebody we don't want to put there. Bowler's not lacking match fitness. If you'd put Bowler at centre-back, for me, he wouldn't have completed the 90. So you would then have had to make another substitution at some point as well, which we couldn't do because of the cost of the thing, because of where we were. Um, and we've not seen him play there. It might be garbage at centre-back. We don't know. We know Wes Harden can do a job there. I know he's made a few mistakes, as you, as you point out, but he can do a job there. Um, and for me, Danny, in an ideal world, we'll have put Icky there, but Icky hasn't played there. So I don't have a problem with Harden playing there, me, personally. No, and no disrespect to Bowler, I don't think he's strong enough to be a left-sided centre-back. You know, like the the three players who play there, um, Matic, Inekwe, Woods, and then Harding occasionally, and Edmonds Green, they all seem to have a bit of strength about him, whereas Boller seems to be uh, cut from a similar cloth as Ogbeni mm -hmm. in terms of he's more of a uh, more of a darting sort of player. Um, so, like I say, he might do a job at left centre-back, but I think in his current form, he's not quite fit enough to do a full 90 there. And then it brings up the question of we'll have to make a defensive sub, which is not really the best because, you know, I think Warren prefers to make attacking substitutions. And, yeah, we're only forced into a defensive one because of Matic going off injured. Shame mm. Matic. We're a massive shame Matic because I thought we were really good at the first half. Um, good for him. I hope it's a minor thing in his back soon because we could really use him, especially with Angus Middle for the time being. Anyway, shall we talk about the penalty? Um <laughs> Yeah, it's frustrating, Mick. It's so frustrating because it, yeah. like Danny says, it is soft, but it is a penalty. You cannot put your hands on a player in, the, in that circumstances. And I don't understand why he did because he was going to get nowhere near the ball. When you see the ball coming in, you weren't going to get near it. I don't. I, I can't work out what. I, well, I can't. He's panicked. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can't. I mean, you. It, it's uh, yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to do a Paul Warren and Paul Warren and Freddie Oladipo. I don't want to hear criticism of Wes Harding. And I know he's made mistakes. I do. I understand he's made mistakes. And I'm sure he'll be the first person to stick his hand up. And, and he probably about the fact that he has done in these last that that game and also the game against Fleetwood, uh, where he gave him that first goal. I, I'm sure, and I'm sure he'll be feeling as bad, if not worse, than the rest of us because of the mistakes that he's made. But you can't call him. You cannot call him. I'm sorry, no. For me, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a penalty. It shouldn't have done it. Don't know why he did it. Brain fart like he had against Fleetwood, letting that letting that uh, defender get breeze past him for first goal. But that doesn't make him a bad player. It doesn't make him a bad player. You know, we're in danger here of just because we haven't won a game, we're going to find a scapegoat. You know, we've lost Jamal Blackman this season now, so we ain't got a scapegoat there. Ben Wiles has started playing well. Oh, is Wes Harding going to be next one? You know what I mean? Come on, he's made a couple of mistakes that have cost us a couple of goals. When defenders and goalkeepers make mistakes, they generally cost goals. You know, when midfielders make a mistake, it generally costs possession. You can't... I, 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 yeah, uh, he's a fantastic footballer, is Wes Harding. A really good, strong central central defender, and he can play all the way along that back line as well to a really, really high level. He's made a couple of mistakes. I'm not going to hang him out. No way, and I don't think other people should as well. That's my view. 
Uh, Craig W. It is a Harley cost cost us the game. There was no danger. Yeah, well, it yeah, was it silly. Mm. Um, uh, I clicked the wrong one. All right. Um, Harding was too easily knocked off the ball. Apparently, Ronnie Moore said it in commentary a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was a fleet was one, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I also mentioned that Troll is Harding makes mistakes are leading to goals. Yeah. Danny, for me, you can. I'm sure you dis- if you disagree with me, you'll tell me. He's playing out of position. So you need to cut in some slack. Like I've already mentioned, is at least third choice for the position he's playing in. So you have to cut in some slack. If we if we could, we wouldn't play him there. We would play two other people in front of him. So we have to cut him a little bit of slack. Yeah, and I've seen a few Birmingham fans saying this as well. If you play him on the right side, he does a job for you. If you play him uh, in a position he's not used to or a position he doesn't naturally want to play in, he makes mistakes. And lo and behold, this is what's happened. Um, oh, but yeah, but it, it, I think if he if he was to play on the right sides of that of our three centre backs, it would be a little bit better. But I think he is more naturally a right back out and out. But then because of the system we're playing, you can't really bring him into that because you know it's like him. Um, all right, fair enough. He could come on as a replacement as a defensive replacement to Chio if Chio has been over excelling himself like he did at Bolton. Um, but I think. Because of Hard- Harding is a very good player, we try and like sort of keep him in the team because he's a good player. Mm. Uh, but if you're playing him on left side, like we've seen, he does he does make mistakes and unfortunately have cost us goals. But you can't just like hit that nail straight on the head of, or if he plays on the left side, that the other team will score because yeah. that that's the swings around about to football. Mm. Um, but yeah, with, with the penalty, uh, like I said before, it, it was soft, but. It, it was a penalty. You see him pulling back, and but I do think if he hadn't have been booked earlier in the game, he wouldn't have been sent off. Yeah. I think the referee was left with no other choice of it's a yellow card thing. You've already been booked, so I'm going to have to send you off. You saw all players going around and going, well, why, "Why is it? Why has he been sent off?" And it's like it's because it's a yellow card challenge, and he's yeah. been booked already. Yeah, you know, yeah, if, if he wants, but then the yellow card, the other yellow card he got was a really good professional foul because it stopped it was. So, <laughs> like I said, swings and roundabouts of football, isn't it, really? Yeah. Can I just say, uh, and it's unusual for me to say this, I thought the referee had a really good game yesterday. I was just about to say that. Mm. Yeah. I thought I thought he played pretty well. I don't know why he took so long to give the penalty, to be fair. Because I, I had a brief moment of hope where I didn't think he was going to give it. I think the linesman uh, gave it, didn't he? The linesman gave the penalty, yeah. not the referee. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, they got the right decision in it, I suppose. But yeah, I thought the referee had a decent game. Um, and we should mention that whenever we possibly can. We yeah, should yeah. mention that. Yeah. Uh, last point on Harding, Craig W comes back with a, 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 obviously what his talent is not getting on the hate wagon because yeah. he is a very good player, right, 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 right wing back. But Warren is putting him in the firing line in position and Sidey isn't used to. But as we mentioned, yeah. what else are you meant to do? We, we haven't got anybody else to fill in that position. You, you, we put in a versatile player. Bowler can't do 90 minutes. We've all, we, we know that. What else is what he meant to do? He doesn't, other than change the formation, and which, which I'm now going to come on to. What are you meant to do? I don't. I, the, we are stuck in a position because of injuries and whatever else. We had to play somebody there. Uh, I was, as I've already said a few times, it's third choice at that position. Um, uh, the haters are back on the bandwagon as Craig was it for the formation, Mick. Um, <laughs> oh, lots of talk about the formation. Yesterday, we did not draw the game because of the formation. No, we drew the game because we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, which was yes. nothing to do with the formation. Correct. If anything, we played very well 
because we were able to play those three people in midfield. That's why we played so well. And that's why we dominated the game for an hour, because we had those three people in the middle. If any other formation you play, you can't have those three in the middle. You, you just can't. Yeah, you're right. I've got nothing to say on it, Matt. I've got nothing to say on it. It's, the most, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. It's stupid. You know, every time we don't win a game, oh, it's formation, oh, it's substitutions. It may be a combination of all those things, right? But just because you don't get what you want, it doesn't mean you have to you have to change everything. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's it's, it's, it's I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I've watched football for a long time, and you know, you don't just change formation every time you lose a game. You know, you don't make wholesale changes every time you lose a game. You don't bring five players out, six players out. What? what why would you do that? You know, it, it worked against Bolton. Played, played well. exceptionally well. Yeah. We've played exceptionally well, pretty much, pretty much most of the games this season. You know, it, it's a system that that fits the personnel that we've got, and the, or the personnel fit the system that we've got, and the way that we play, and some of the football that we play shouldn't be being played in League One. It should be played being played at a much higher level. You know, so. No, I don't, I don't. I don't even get why it's even a conversation. To be honest, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's again my view. I'm not saying I'm right, but I don't understand. Um, Steve Adams comes back with isn't a dolphin option. I assume for means means for left-handed centre back. I, I think I'm pretty certain based on the strike against Don is right-footed. So you'd end up having the exact same problems. You have where's Harding, right foot on left-hand side. Um, who, who isn't a natural defence? You know, natural defender. Where's where's Arnie's natural defender? I think that's why. I think that's why he gets the nod. Go on, mate. The option is to put to Richard Wood there. Yeah. Put your head queen in the yeah. middle. That is yeah, an but option. Then but, but then you then you are putting Woody's pace in danger. You're putting him in danger because his, his pace. You is, are, yeah. Yeah. You know, Centre back works because of his lack of pace. Yeah. Um, anyway, Danny, formation 352. One of the things that I see people use, one of the big sticks that they hit 352 with is Chio. Um, and I get that Chio's a winger, Chio's an exceptional winger, but if we're still seeing really, really good attacking play from him, and we're still seeing pretty good defensive play from him, I, we're not losing out by playing Chio in that position for me. He's still doing brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I think the argument is that Chio is technically more of a winger than he is a wing mm. back. Um, and when he first signed for us last time in League One, he was playing on the right side of a midfield four. Um, but at the same, but at the same time, I don't. I, it's it's strange because with with three five two, he almost has more freedom out wide. <laughs> you know, you know, like he's got yeah. a more service from midfield and more service out from the the wide centre centre backs, if you like. They sort of go out to him, and, and then with Barlazer, uh, he goes far right or far left. And then they're able to to run in behind their def- their defence effectively and create a challenge, which is what we saw against Crew. It's what we saw against Bolton. Uh, right, fair enough. Five goals saved set pieces, but there's still that challenge. You know, that challenge down out wide. Um, mm. I, I can I can see both sides of the argument. I can see why people want to play in the midfield four, but you can also see the benefits of a three-five-two at the same time. Mm. I don't yeah, think well, we've ever come under pressure down that down that right hand side this season, have we? I think the I think the only time they've come under pressure was against Chef Wednesday, but that's because they took Chio out of the game. Well, he, went, he went off, didn't he? Yeah. 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 
Um, something which, which again I assume is formation wise last time in League One well, so compare it to last time in League One Mick, we really struggled to break teams like Crew down we, mm. we 4-4-2 it was such a struggle mm. we, could, we couldn't do it at times I'm thinking the Tramier game the Wimbledon game the MK Dons game yeah. we really struggled to break those teams down that wasn't a problem yesterday it, it really yeah. wasn't breaking them down was so easy it, and, and other than the Fleetwood game which was just a bad performance we've not struggled to break anybody down this season I don't think we will. So, which that, is, does that does that not point to the formation being really good, or is it just different type of different players? Well, just to me and you, mate. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's it's a non it's a non conversation, isn't it? For for me, it is anyway. That's my view. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, Ian Bradley. Let's talk about more positives because it's bang on here. Uh, Ian Bradley says something we should talk about is Reg. I thought it was excellent, and his second half head deserved a goal. Uh, I've been impressed by him. Other than that, Accrington game, Danny, he's not put a foot wrong. I've been so impressed with Reg the last, last two or three games. Um, Icky's not getting back right now. Icky's not getting back in team. No, and I mean. The, I think the only shaky performance he had was against Accrington, but you could sort of let that off because he was still finding his feet a little bit and settling in. And they're very, and they are physical. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but yeah, he, he's done really well. I mean, you can see why he got into Huddersfield's first team last season, and he is starting to show why he got he got in. Uh, I, I still don't think he's the finished article with us. I still think he has a little bit of improving to do, but. He has been very good last few performances. And like you say, he is actually keeping Icky out the side. Now, whether or not one takes the risk and plays Icky on the left side of uh, defence just to get him in the squad, we'll wait and see. But Reg has done very well and I'm really impressed with him. And he nearly scored uh, on Saturday as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, he did. Uh, Craig W on YouTube again. I think Ferguson will be a key creator when it comes to a proper run in the side. He can make people cross pass and provide goals. It also adds the midfield three were quality as well. Yeah. Let's switch focus. Let's move ahead to we're on 45 minutes on, on Saturday. Um, let's have a quick look ahead to Wimbledon. No scouting report this week. Um, so we'll see if there's one next week for Cheltenham. See if that's easy to find somebody. Um, so he mentions Ferguson. Craig W there mentions Ferguson. Uh, he was excellent. I'm not convinced he could do 90 minutes either, Mick. The, the impression I get is that he can't do 90 minutes. I don't know if it's because he's a bit older or, or because he's got injuries. I don't know. But that's the impression I get that he can't do 90 minutes. If he can't, that's an if. We don't know. Make an assumption. Do you start him on Tuesday? Because he was excellent when he came on. It was excellent. It was. Um, I, I, I don't think Bowler's done anything to be dropped, particularly. Um, and and I, I do I do rate him, but I think he's I think he's more one for the future, Bowler. Um, and, and Ferguson was dangerous, dangerous when he came on. Uh, created, created more. Than uh, the mm. bowler did, so yeah, maybe he gets his uh, maybe he gets his starting berth back um, and and swap him over, you know, later on like uh, like he did this time. Uh, I don't know, we'll we'll see, but yeah, I, th I think possibly he gets that start. We don't know how Wimbledon are going to set up them, whether they. I mean, Wimbledon tend to be a, a good football inside. The last few times we played them, they don't mm. like to play football, um, and you know. It depends where their strengths lie, doesn't it, really, in terms of how he's going to set up or which personnel he's going to use in that setup. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. What they won, I mean, well, we know they've made at least one change, Danny, because obviously uh, what Matic's injured and what is Adam suspended. Um, 
the only player available is Icky. Yeah. Do you, do you switch it all around, and like we've already mentioned, put Woody there? Do you see if Reg can do a left-hand side job? Uh, it, it, it's a bit of a headache we could really have done without. Yeah, and for, for me, I'd put Icky in there because he's, he's got enough experience as a defender mm. to know what job yeah. he has to do. Um, and whenever we played with... All right, fair enough, it's a back four, but he has played on the left side of that centre-back too. You know, so you can sort of wait up a little bit for Ricky to come in. Uh, like I say, I think Fergie might come in because a Saturday, Tuesday might be a little bit too soon for Boller. Mm. Uh, so I can see Ferguson coming in. But other than that, m- maybe Wiles out for Lindsay as well, depending on how bad his injury is. But other than mm. that, I'd say keep it sane because in terms of how we play football, it's a really good side. It's a really good um side that can knock the ball about really well it's just finishing that we need to improve on really and that's it uh, so other than the enforced changes and thankfully Harding is only out for a single game because it was yeah. a double yellow but other than forced changes I'd say stick with same and if anyone's really blowing out the backside then you can swap and change it at half time or 60 minutes or whenever you need to mm. Yeah, um, the only like like Danny mentioned, if Wiles he might be injured, we don't know. It'll be a pre-match press on Monday, so we'll find out a bit more information. Um, the other question then becomes the strikers, Nick. Um, we don't is is Will Grigg fit enough to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, 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 Tuesday? Um, that then becomes a question because he was definitely blowing. Well, I don't, I, don't, I can't, I ain't got to notice mm. mine when, when the substitution around seventy-ish minutes. He was blowing and blowing quite hard. Yeah, but yeah, he, he can play at least half a game, can't he? You know, uh, he's going to be fit enough for that. I'm sure. I don't see any. I don't see any changes outside at the moment. Outside of that back, um, that back five, if you like. Um, and even then, you know, Woody's a given. Um, Reg is a given. Chiro's a given. You know, it's just that 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 sort of left left centre centre back and left wing back that are up for grabs, really, for me. Uh, the rest of it, it doesn't change. There's no need to yeah. injuries permitting, obviously. Yeah. Um, Ian Bradley says about Wimbledon that they have feared in the last few games. Everybody's tip for the drop. Very decent start. They currently sit eighth on 12 points, which is currently two points behind us. So after the nine games, that's, that is a very, very good start because they lost their top scorer, Joe Piggott, with their, he's been their main man for years and Ipswich, uh nicked him on a free. So to see them up there is is uh, is very interesting. Uh, Steve Adams, was it the first time for Rotherham bringing two international players off the bench for Zarding and Shane Ferguson? Could very well be. Um, could very, very well be. Um, I want to talk about the table. Now, we're almost to the Magic 10 games where everybody likes to look uh, where we are. We've sit fifth, we moved up a place because of the point on Saturday. Um, my, I have a, it's only a minor concern, Danny, because it's only nine games in. But there is a four now a four-point gap between us and the team above us, which is Plymouth in fourth. You need to be making sure that gap doesn't get big. You don't want to be go seven, eight, nine, ten. I know even if it's twelve games in, that's a big gap to bridge. You need to be keeping them within touching distance. So it, it's not it's ten it's tenth game, but it's still important to keep that gap close. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, yeah, like look at it, it's a four point gap right now. But if Plymouth have a falter and we win, then it goes down to one point. You know, fair enough, we need a minimum two games to at least turn it around. Um, But that's another thing I've seen with people having a go on on Twitter and everything. 
we've moved up a place even though we didn't get the result we wanted. You know, yeah. all, right, all right, fair enough, there are a few teams that still need to play a game, like Wickham still need to play a game and they'll have one points. Uh, Chef Wednesday can technically overtake us if they, they win, win yeah. their game in hand. Um, but yeah, I'd say fifth, fifth and fourth it is a big gap in terms of points points that you get from a game. Um, but it's also a very easy points total to oh, like just like overcome, mm. if that makes sense. Where like if Plymouth have a little little downward spell and we hit the ground running, then we move up the table very quickly. At the mm. same time, if teams have a run below us and we have a little stumble, then we can get overtaken very quickly. And it's, it's still a very precarious position. Like there's mm. only six points between first and seventh as it stands, which in terms of how tight we expect League One to be, isn't that much. No. No, it's not. I, I had no point asking you, isn't it? No. <laughs> oh, it's a psychological <laughs> gap, that's all it is, isn't it? Well, we, that's what football is. Yeah, well, it's we want yeah. Call me back when it's a real gap and it means something. Okay, fair enough. All right, no um one thing I was talking about something that made me happy at the weekend, uh Sheffield Wednesday. Um fingers on the clip button, please. That that thing with Bailey Peacock Fowl was one of my favourite things of the season so far, Danny. It was just glorious. I, I, I mean, the fact that he played really well against us and saved a penalty, <laughs> and then he saved a penalty against who was it? Cristiano Ronaldo on his internationals. Yeah. I mean, I mean, bad luck to the lad in terms of if he wasn't playing for Wednesday, you have to wish him bad luck, and he's had a complete wobble there. But it's because that he's been he's played so well that he's just yeah. done something that's very. Sunday League esque, say. Yeah, and it's like that he stumbled it, gone for ball, and Ipswich players just sent him off the off the sideline, and then they've scored in the 90th minute as well. Yeah, I mean, I watched it back, and it, it was funny. It was yeah. very, very funny. I'll not be doing that ever again, Mick. Will he? No. <laughs> well, I hope he does it against us. Yeah, yeah, but he saves penalties. Got to remember, mm. you know, he might do that, but he saves penalties. Anyway, Matt McCarr bench. <laughs> yeah, but might do, might do. <laughs> Just ahead of Bannon. Uh, Ian Bradley says, would recalling Hull be an option if we get any more defensive injuries slash suspensions? Possibly. Uh, I don't think he can play there if he needs to be. Not, I don't think he's left-hand side. I, think he'd, I assume he would be more of a central man, uh, but that would be making an assumption. I'd like to see a bit more of Adolphi, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. But he shouldn't, he shouldn't be getting team. Well, not by not his own fault. He should not be getting in the team, unfortunately, um, which is a shame for him. Um, so yeah, is there anything else? Let's do some predictions. Do the predictions for Tuesday night. Uh, for me, it's looking like a tough game. I know, like in, in, in Bradley says on, on YouTube, that they've faltered a little bit. Our home form is still a problem, so it's difficult to say, Oh, we're going to be great because we're at home. It's, it's not working like that at the minute. Uh, is our own form a problem, or are the home results a problem? Sorry, just excuse me a second. What's, what's the uh, Well. The form, the way that we're playing, is excellent. For me, I, I I don't have an issue with the way that we're playing, other than the fact it would be nice to be able to get it back at net a few more times. Um, the results have not gone our way. I, I I don't I don't know whether whether there's any need to make it a problem if you like at the moment. Um, I, I'm absolutely content personally with the style of football that we're playing, the way that mm. we're playing, our form at home. Um, 
I'd just a bit I'd just like a few more goals, obviously, and that would then bring the results. For me, now I, it's not a problem at the moment, no. I don't okay. think so anyway. I'll do some research and see how bad it was last time in League One as well. Like I do with the away run. I mean, I'd be yeah. interested to see how how the, how many wins there's been in a similar sort of time to the away form. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to look good, but I'll have a look. Yeah, well, well, next well, episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, score result, score prediction for Tuesday, Michael, please. Uh, it's going to be tougher game than Saturday by a long chalk, um, and I don't think there's going to be many goals in it. So I'm, I, I thought about these two games before. Uh, before Saturday and thought, you know, if we can come out of these with four points, I'd be, I'd be reasonably happy. Six points would be brilliant. Four, I'd be happy with. Um, so, I, I, I think, well, I think we will win. I think, it, but I think it's going to be tight. I'm going for maybe a one nil, one nil Millers. I think one nil's a good chance. One nil as well, Danny. What are your thoughts on Tuesday? What do you think out to go? Uh, I mean, like like Ian said, Wimbledon have faltered a little bit, but they have started the season very well. Uh, they do have quality that they can tap into. I mean, they're not there by mistake at this early point in the season. Mm. Um, I I went quite negative for the, my prediction against Crew on their podcast. I actually said 1-1. I said, there's something that's going to happen and you'll score and it'll end in a draw. And there we go. <laughs> um, but with Wimbledon, I mean, I'm going to say, I mean, 1-0 is a dangerous scoreline for us. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say two nil towards. I think it'll go the same way as Plymouth and Doncaster. Because we know we know mm. how to play football. It's just finishing. And if we get yeah. two, we'll we'll win. Like as have this win for this season. The only exception being Morecambe, where we sort of roll onto it a bit. Um, but I do think if Wimbledon score first, we will be in trouble. But I will say two nil towards. Yeah, I, God, I hope they don't score first. That will be a long night. Um, <laughs> Ian Bradley says thinks two 0 but not massively confident. Yeah, it's it's so easy after a game like after a result like that to feel to feel down and negative. We played really, really well. Let's remember how well we played. Um, and you can't, for me, you can't criticize the performance other than putting the ball in the back of the net, which is a really obvious thing to say. You can't criticize performance. At times, it was amazing. Um, that goal, those goals will come. I think Ian, Ian's put it here again somewhere else. Somebody's getting pasted soon. Yeah. They absolutely are. We are. We're so close to. We were so close to winning that game four 0 on Saturday. But that we were. But we just need to have that little bit of edge that we can put the ball on the back of the net. And for me, it's going to come. Um, I've, I've said to you before, Matt. But I probably not. Uh, while we've been re- recording the podcast, I think it was after the podcast last time. This squad has the potential to be one of the best squads I've seen in Rotherham United shirts. You know, the way that they are playing football at the moment and the quality that is within that team is is as good as I can remember for a long, long time. They've got to put it into they've got to actually pull it off. Mm. You know, they've yeah. got to get the results and they've got to make it pay. But potentially this is this is an absolutely outstanding squad of players. I think genuinely, um, but if we keep losing or drawing every week, then they're not going to be fulfilling the potential, are they? So, no, that's true. We'll see. At least we didn't lose. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did better than Anthony Joshua. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> Carl Scott thinks it's going to be three-one, and Steve Adams thinks two-nil, and he thinks Griggs going to score. Oh. I, I, every so often there's yeah. a player you want to score. Rathbun was yeah, yeah. 
Griggs won. Yeah. If he scores, we'll be fine. It will be sailing. As Smith obviously needs to get a couple more as well, would be nice. Um, yeah. Anything else, any more for any more that you'd like to uh, talk about? Uh, just the fact that uh, that Ian agrees with me, uh, Ian Bradley. Um, <laughs> it says that it's, uh, some of the football's breathtaking, and it is. Uh, Ian and I have been watching this club a lot longer than you two, longer than you two have been born by both your ages together. Um, and we've seen some some proper football, some proper players playing for this football club. And some of these have got the potential to be right up there. And I mean, right up there. We'll see. Hope so. Let's hope, hope so. I have one last stat to add before we go off. Go for it. Four out of the five teams in South Yorkshire all had some sort of involvement in the 90th minute with a goal. <laughs> there was us, there was the... Uh, the 90th minute penalty. There was Doncaster losing to a 90th minute penalty. Uh, there was Wednesday drawing to a 90th minute goal, and then we had Sheffield United winning with a 90th mm. minute penalty as well. So yeah, that was a, a fun <laughs> Saturday for all the South, all the teams in South Yorkshire, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, very funny. Unless, well, yeah, no, not not. <laughs> I always get so it's like Rotherham United, isn't it? Just, just yeah. crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, thank you all for watching. Keep an eye out, Danny's match day vlog will be out on Monday, Monday, Monday sometime, Monday afternoon, probably. Uh, where if you want to relive that, um, we'll get a, you'll get a good, I mean, so we've got a good angle of the Rathbone goal, which is, which is one positive. Yeah, I got my phone out just in time because it won't go bucket. Um, so watch out for that, and then we will be back on. Thursday, Thursday night, we'll do another show, live show Thursday. The podcast will be out Friday morning, as per usual, where we will look back at Tuesday and look ahead. We've got Cheltenham Town away on Saturday, which should, on paper, is an easy game. Stop oh. playing on paper. Let's see how that goes. Because uh, I assume Cheltenham would like Morecambe. They'll not, they'll not put it throw it away, will they? Let's put it that way. Um, maybe there'll be four of us on Thursday. You never know. Ooh. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, so thank you very much for watching and listening. If you are, if you haven't subscribed already, get on YouTube and subscribe or iTunes if you prefer an audio version. Uh, get on there and subscribe as well because uh, we enjoy this and we enjoy everybody who listens. We appreciate everybody who watches and listens as well. Uh, Mick, I appreciate you taking your time to spend it with us as well on a Sunday evening. It's a pleasure. Well, what are you saying that I've not got a lot left? So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> you're, happy that, you're happy that I'm spending my last few hours with you. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> mate, no problem anytime. No problem. And Danny, it's a pleasure as always, mate. Yeah, always a pleasure to be here. Uh, just a little shout out to the person who keeps ringing me whenever I go live. Thank you very much. I've got your call silence. So I don't actually care. So you can call as much as you like. I don't care. So, ta <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's go. Let's go watch Europe lose on the Ryder Cup. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Yes.